am joined by Mr. John Petrucci from Dream Theatre. Yes. How are you? Wow, that was <laughs> that sounded sounded like you were like I scored a goal or something. Yeah. <laughs> I have. I have. I, I have on the show. Um, I think you're the best guitarist in the world, are you not at the moment? Technically? Oh man, I well, that's nice of you to say. I would not say that. I would. By uh, by a mile. There are many, many amazing guitar players a lot better than me out there oh, i don't know sure. i don't know i don't know i, I mean look I, I definitely think you know there's you've inspired a, a whole new generation of players that you know they they, they are up and coming and, and certainly i'm sure on your radar but no man I, I think you are the best living guitarist in the world um wow that's it all right end, end of interview i'm done <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Uh, I've also I've also been working on these as well. So you know, nice. you and I will be in conversation. <laughs> Perfect. All right. And <laughs> um, I wanted to break the ice with you by playing a very quick fire question round. Um yeah. the game is called This or That. And I came okay. up with it about 20 minutes ago. And, uh, <laughs> okay. and um, what I would so like it's tested. To- <laughs> Yeah. It's been it's been tried and tested, man. Um, so I would like you to, without as without hesitation, um, to answer these questions without much thought and just and yeah, just give a give an answer and um, don't think about it too much. Are you ready to roll? All right, fire away. Okay, Dark Eternal Night or Awaken the Master. Dark Eternal Night. It's a tune. Untethered Angel or On the Backs of Angels. On the Backs of Angels. Okay. Hypersonic or acid rain? Hypersonic. Okay. We could go for a drink. Schmedley Wilcox or Instrumedley? <laughs> Schmedley for sure. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting. Uh, penultimate one, dramatic turn of events or distance over time? Um, distance over time. Okay. And the last one, you'll be pleased to know. <laughs> when the water breaks or three minute warning? When the water breaks, okay. because uh, that one was named after yes. my youngest daughter. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah man. Exactly. I'm a, uh, I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to your music. I think uh, gotcha. I was, I was, I was reading Dream Theater sleeves when all of my other friends were reading Playboy. So um, that's kind of you know I, I I did the same thing with Rush when I was growing up. I yeah. was my my friends and I, including John Myung, you know, we grew up together and. Kevin Moore, our original keyboard player, and a whole bunch of buddies. We would just hang out and, you know, geek cool. out about all things Rush. Yeah, I mean, you know, read all the sleeve, everything that you're talking about. I wonder if people have lost that relationship with music, you know, physical. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I suppose in some sense it's been lost because we don't sort of consume music the same way, you know. Because mm. um, yeah. oh. then that was the only way you can really... You know, that's the only way it existed. It was on a, mm-hmm. an, a record or whatever, eventually CDs, but there was no digital download where there was no information connected to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, so that's the way you did it. Yeah, that's very true. Sad. It's sad. I, I, I like I liked that relationship with the physical release. It was fun. Um, John, I would like to congratulate you on Terminal Velocity. Um, of course, a view from the top of the world. And you've won a fucking Grammy. That's mental. That's insane. That's crazy. When you go <laughs> out now, when you go, when you go out, most people go, all right, what they tap their legs, don't they? they go wallet, keys, phone. Do you go wallet, keys, phone, Grammy? Right, let's go. Right. <laughs> Make sure it's in my uh, 
my jacket pocket. <laughs> well, you know, thank you for saying that. It, it's it really is something you have to kind of, you know, just just scratch your head. Like, did that really happen? In and and take it in. In fact, today, uh, when we were doing sound check, yeah, you know, it's like, okay, well, what song do you want to do? We always play a little bit of the songs. Like, and I said, how about the Grammy Award winning song, The Ellie? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like everybody's ears perk up, yeah. and it's like, oh yeah, that happened. <laughs> yeah, such yeah, a it's, it's just so, yeah, it's very, <laughs> I was a bastard, yes. But it's also, that's how bizarre it is. You're like, what are you talking about? You know? I loved it, your speech. When you accepted you. that speech, um, it was it was like the middle of the night here or whatever. But um, yeah. what I loved is that firstly, you rocked up and straight away, your most natural pose is like guitar hero, legs spread apart. And then you said, and like that made me laugh straight away. And then <laughs> you went, our tune was in 17.8. And I think you're like the only yeah. band ever to win a Grammy with a song in 17.8. Has to be, right? Has to be. <laughs> Such a niche market. <laughs> I know. Well, that's that's the point that I was trying to make. Well, first of all, I didn't realize I was, realize I was standing in that position until people started commenting that I was standing. Um, that was a surreal moment. You know, I, I the, the guys didn't go to the Grammys no. that year. Um, it had been postponed because of COVID. It had been moved from LA to Vegas. And it was sort of like scheduled in between two Dream Theater tour legs. And mm -hmm. nobody was really sure. So my wife and I went, my wife, Raina, and we went, you know, it's like, oh, nice. let's go to Vegas for five days. Like, how bad could it be? Yeah. <laughs> you know, if we win, awesome. If we don't, we'll hang out in Vegas. And uh, so she was there with me. And when they uh, announced it, I was like, what and all of a sudden i'm like running up to the thing in my suit um but yeah the point i wanted to try to get across was that we've been doing what we do yeah. for a long time the way we do it sort mm -hmm. of against all odds and we built a career out of it and then to achieve that sort of recognition from that community um it's great was was really just just uh great because you know, it's it's not like it was some sort of a, a pop version of us that we attempted to do that got out there. You know, yeah, it was yeah, probably yeah. one of the most complicated songs we ever wrote. <laughs> so, so it was nice to, you know, my point was like, do what you do, you know, mm -hmm. believe in what you're doing and do it with sure. a ton of conviction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. and yeah. then when, when those sort of moments happen, it feels that much more satisfying, you know. It's, it's amazing and look congratulations and as I say I've been a lifelong Dream Theatre fan and uh, if, if anyone deserves it and certainly in my opinion uh, it, it's, uh, it really is you guys before we talk about you know um, Dream Theatre and the success of your, your tour um, I have a very personal request sure. I really before I die need to see Liquid Tension live can you make oh. that happen? Yeah, I think we can make that Thanks. happen. Sure. Yes. <laughs> you know, the, the question is always a when, you know. No, no. Um, Stop throwing obstacles in the way. Sorry, uh, I know. You know, because you, you uh, I would say there's a high probability of that happening because, wow. you know, it's something that we, we always talk about whenever we're of together course. or working on it. It's like, oh, we got to, wouldn't it be fun to tour again? Yes. Um, you know, you're, you're dealing with, 
four guys or two of them are in one band, but the other two are in mm. all different bands. So scheduling is so hard. Um, but uh, I would love to do it. We'd all love to do it. You know, listen, have faith because for a long time, I was asked, you know, when are you going to do another solo album? And I would sort of mm. give a similar response. Okay. Or, or are you ever going to tour, you know, as a solo artist? And I would give a similar response. Yeah. And but, bo- both those things happened. Yeah, so, but they, t- they took like 15 years, John. They, I might not live for 15 years. years. <laughs> I think you're good. I think you're good. <laughs> I don't know. My cholesterol, man, is through the roof. Um, <laughs> um, so that okay i I will i'm gonna hold you to that i'm definitely gonna hold you to that um (laughs) but um what what the other thing i want to ask is when you released liquid tension 3 my god like what an amazing response you had yeah their scope for liquid tension 4 um let's say say that again i heard part of the question sorry is is there scope for um lte 4 do you think uh, there sure uh, there sure is absolutely nice okay. absolutely yeah and then you know perhaps that would be the best time to tour you know yeah do, do liquid tension four and then uh, tour on all of it yes just yes <laughs> um that would be 2047 no i'm fucking hell man i'm <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> retired by then and i say 20 mm. years from now um when when it comes to the structure of go, going back to Dream Theater, um, I know that you've changed your set, um, you know, for for this part of the tour that you're currently in. When yeah. it comes to um, putting together a set, who who is it out of you that has the final say over what songs you're going to play in the order? <laughs> okay, nice. <laughs> well, let, let, let me ex- ex- let me explain the process. Okay. Um, <laughs> It, it's, uh, it's something where we'll have conversations about, you know, hey, what songs, you guys have any ideas of what songs you'd like to play yeah. next tour or whatever? You know, and everybody will kind of give their opinion. Oh, you know, it'd be great if we did this, that, and the other thing. Um, and then I'll go, go ahead sort of with that in mind and knowing that we're promoting, you know, such and such album and how much time we have to play the sure. music, how long the set is, okay. and go about doing it. And I'll come up with, I don't know, could be anywhere from two to four to five different versions. Hey, guys, okay. here's this. Here's A, B, C, D, you know. Okay. And generally, I'll present it. Generally, everybody kind of they get it. likes the same one, which okay. is interesting. You okay. know, yeah. And, and you know, some of that is... is um, is doing it from from uh, a show perspective as far as what could sort of flow and go one into the next and mm-hmm. you know as far as guitar tunings and changes and stuff like that um some of it is like now with mike mangini you know, which songs have we not played live with him yet because that's always an, a yeah. fun and int- in fact it, it's something that you know you have to actually take a moment we to to acknowledge when we just uh, started this leg and we threw in three songs from six degrees sure and we first time we had one day of rehearsal in tel aviv before the first show we played them and it sounded great you know and then i'm like and then mike was like yeah so you know you everything okay and everything and it, it clicked i was like 
he never played these songs yeah. with us before. He's a, he's looking for a little bit of recognition. Yeah. I'm like, Mike. Yeah. That was, sorry for not saying it, but that sounded awesome. Yeah, yeah, you that know. sounded shit. No, yeah. killer job. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, okay. You know, but it's like you have to kind of acknowledge those things. So you know, they, cool. they all they all kind of go into it. Um, but yeah, I'm the one sort of tasked okay. with doing that. But it, you know, it's it's also again, it's everybody given the thumbs up or not you know sometimes people say oh man really rather not play that song blah okay. blah 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 you know i know just there's lots of you know it's like a puzzle there's so many variations and yeah, things yeah. you can do you know and, and and i have friends out there in the dream theater community that i also could sort of pick on to say hey wow. what's the rumblings about like what fans would love to hear because i don't want to ever be out of touch with that either when, when you know. you're when and, and intertwining with that comment, John, when you yeah. are writing a new mm-hmm. song, a new album, do you do you take into consideration? And I know this might sound like a stupid question. You've been doing it a long time. It's obviously yeah. a successful business. Do you take into consideration what feedback you are getting from the fans online? And I'm not talking about the trolls because you know, fuck them. But actually, like w- when you hear people say, "I really like this part of the song," and "Really like that part of the album," do, do you listen to that? Do you take that in? I think it makes you it makes you think sometimes like when if you see a specific kind of reaction that's very across the board. Sure. Um, and and you realize that maybe that's not something you've explored in a while. OK. You know, um, then something kind of clicks and you can't help but have that in the back of your mind. Like, hey, I never thought about that. You know, a good example is, um, you know, just thinking about the current set. And, and if you compare a song like The Alien which we talked about, which is crazy to a song like Solitary Shell that we're playing two different, completely different mm-hmm. sides of dream theater. But there's something about, you know, maybe that, that older prog melodic thing that's not only fun for us and appealing, but to people kind of give you a lot of feedback, mm-hmm. a lot of positive that's feedback as far as liking that side. And so when you get that and you experience that, you can't help but go into the next project and yes. be like, I remember yeah. the feeling of that standing yeah. on stage. Okay. I, like, that was pretty cool. Maybe we should explore that side a bit more. That's interesting. Um, yeah. And, and, and the flip side is that is that you have to be careful as well, because as I said in my Grammy speech. <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> you're knowing the real me now. yeah yeah um no you you have to you do have to do things with your own conviction you know i mean that's of what, course. what art ultimately is you know it's like if you're a creative person it's just who you are you know you don't see life through any other lens than the creative lens and so when you're in that situation you want to do something that like you can feel is mm-hmm. is a true expression and that i know it sounds all sort of nerdy and uh and maybe a little lofty but it's true you can't lose no. that part of it yeah and 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 again just just on on the back of that yeah we, you've obviously mentioned there's moments in sets where you the reception is kind of potentially inspiring for new material dependent sure. on you know what you play your your sets in the past you would often play two nights in the same place because you would change your set every single night. Yes. I imagine yes. the work behind that was quite unbelievable to make. Oh that. my God. Yes, it was. 
Do you think now this is working better than changing the set every night? Or do you think that changing the set every night was something that could be monetized more because you could, you know, nobody knew what they were going to expect when they came to a show. Um, or, right. as, or, or as Jordan said on a, on a previous interview, you know, this is this is now kind of like the equivalent of like a Broadway show. This is the experience that people are coming for. Yeah, well, it's sort of a complicated question because there's a few things to look at there because both ways have their merits, right? Um, mm -hmm. you, you sort of, you gain and sacrifice either way. You know, the, the method of doing this, thing where you're preparing all this music to be changed at any time yes is it's harder on the musicians I and mean, it's not there are harder jobs believe me yeah, so we can yeah. we, we can practice to know the song so but <laughs> you you can't you can't necessarily get the same level of production or just performance if it's constantly changing um okay, interesting you, you sacrifice that part of it because we put so much work into like making this be, I don't know, just, just like a great night of music and also yeah. something that, that people walk away from saying really enjoying it. Oh, that mm -hmm. was so cool. You know, it's not just like a rock band in a club and calling out tunes type of thing. Like we like to have an element of production of our favorite bands of all time. Always did that, you know, yes. whether it's, it's Rush or Iron Maiden or whoever it is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the other side of that is that you do lose that kind of spontaneity. And, and a lot of uh, Dream Theater fans will come to multiple shows. Mm -hmm. So having it be the same, it doesn't attract that, you know, okay, the same type of people. So I think, and we've had this discussion as a band, I think there is a balance there that requires a little bit of both. Um, sure. Where if there are revolving sets that's fine but the production needs to be in place Similar. for yeah. all of the sets and and if there's a a balance there then we could achieve um especially like you said when playing two nights in the same venue yes. then i think that's the best of both worlds you know yeah, but 100%. doing it the way we used to do it in this current at the current level that we're at it, it's not possible so it, ha it would no. have to be yeah well, have to be that method. You're a Grammy Award winning band. You've got to have the you've got to have the production and, and <laughs> yeah, we can't, can't be Joe Schmo product productions over here. You know. Um, you are in the driving seat for inspiring the next generation of not only guitarists but progressive bands. Um, I. I, I really wholeheartedly think that. I mean, you know, for, for example, over here, um, there's a band called Haken and, you know, they're really taking off and, and you can tell that they have completely taken um, at least 50% of their cues from you guys. How, how does that feel when you spot these new emerging bands and you kind of hear some of your own taste and style influencing the younger generation of prog bands? Right. I mean, it, it, it's pretty awesome. You know, it really is because I, I always sort of just put myself back into the position I was when I was learning how to play guitar, you know, mm -hmm. teenager and into certain bands and how those bands inspired me to do what I wanted to do and, and to make my career. So now when I see that happening, you know, as a result of what we're doing or what I'm doing, um, it's just so cool. Like I could completely relate. I just put myself back in that, <laughs> yeah. into that position and it's like, wow, I wonder if, 
any of those bands ever felt that way, you know, like yeah. when when we were up or up and coming. So it's a really you you feel sort of humbled by that. And, mm. you know, I, I think that that the important thing with bands doing doing that and usually they're if they've achieved any level of success, they have done this. But the important thing is to not only be influenced by a certain band or number of bands but to find their own voice yes as well because it only goes so far i mean you can't be a copycat band of no you know yeah that's hard that's that's hard though when when you guys use all the notes and there's none left everyone's everyone else is fucked like like, where where do we go (laughs) well that 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 is what blows me away and jordan and i talked about this before like there's only you know a certain amount of notes like how does how does new music constantly how do people just figure out new ways of organizing those 12 notes you know Man. in different ways it's so bizarre it's, it's, it really is bizarre it's crazy um we, we, we're talking about sort of aspiring artists um what would your advice be john to mm-hmm. um a band in a you know a new band in the 21st century we're we're just coming out of covid you know restrictions around the world are still in place you know in in certain countries what would your advice be for an unsigned band that were really kind of struggling to make that next step but looked to people you know like you as as their heroes as their idols and and they wanted to to follow those footsteps right well it it is really really challenging now for young bands it is Uh, it's it's so expensive um to go out and and do this, you know, yeah. uh, on any level. And um, my advice is, you know, there are you got to be willing to put in the hard work and make like really big sacrifices if you want mm. this. And and I remember doing this as well, you know, back in the day on our first tour. I mean, we had a van and drove ourselves and didn't get any sleep and yeah. didn't get any money and played and eventually you know made things happen and and so you know that's something i think that bands need to have that reality check and the mm-hmm. ones that do and that are willing to do it and do it with a great attitude and yeah. come out and be like you know i mean a lot of these guys like they don't have a tech they're their own tech they're packing mm-hmm. up their stuff you know imagine that one, terrible it, my own guitar it, you know <laughs> there's one there's one crew guy if they're lucky who will yeah do the sound and you know tour manage and drive and you know it's hard it's a hard hard life at that early stage so as long as you have perspective on that Mm. and you're willing to do that yes and and that type of thing is always easier when you're young so i would suggest Mm. if you're gonna do it like oh yeah i don't care i'll I'll, I'll sleep sitting up for 12 (laughs) hours not a problem (laughs) <laughs> yeah you know what's for dinner mcdonald's great no yeah, problem. yeah yeah um that's amazing but you know so that if that's helpful <laughs> <laughs> well, I, but well, you know we all do it for the same reason you know it's like oh I, yeah it's for the love of music and playing and you know being in that position and as i always say providing the entertainment for the evening you know oh, we, we love it well, I, I, I honestly, I, I have the, the, the most enormous of thank yous for you because um, you've inspired 
some of my favorite players, you know, who are, who are kind of aspiring, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you've got Charlie and Rich from, from Haken. You've got Pliny, of course, who I, I know well, I'm wearing a Pliny t-shirt um, and nice. uh, you know, of course. And um, yeah. And, 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 and if it wasn't for you guys, I, I wonder if those, those artists would be about uh, John, my, my last question for you, because I, I definitely kept you longer than, than, uh, than, than you probably wanted to, to, to be here, but in a hundred years, how would you like to be remembered? What is your legacy that you want to leave behind for the world? Wow. Well, I mean, you know, we're talking about music, but that's a that's a deep question because, you know, your legacy is your family. It's what you do. Yes. You know. Yeah, um, but but put them good. to one side. Don't worry about put it. Them to a side. <laughs> um, well, actually, you know, maybe, listen, that is. maybe you want to be remembered as a dad. You know, maybe you want, that's you know. I mean, you, you think about what what's the most important thing that you do in your life. You know, they're, they're your passions and and uh, and and your career and stuff like that. But, if, you know, if you are a husband and a father, mm. that's the most important thing you, you have to do in your life. So but it's not as important as know, seven, eight. It's not as important. <laughs> it's it's it, it's <laughs> 17, eight, maybe. Yeah. No, no, I, I am, of course, joking. But that's a very nice answer, John. That's a very lovely answer. And uh, yeah, I, I was. Well, just... listen, I, I am Italian. So that's that's the way we do things, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. that's cool. I, you know, I, I guess I was kind of, you know, half expecting you to say, well, actually, that guitar riff during the glass prison, that's really fucking tough. So right. they can remember me for that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's that's second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Listen, thank you for coming on. It has been a bloody pleasure. Um, and, you know, from, from my point of view, it's, it's just been fantastic to have you here. So, so thank you so much.